anxiety. Remedies that you can try at home so you can feel better. In this episode, I will address a few things that work for me as home remedies for anxiety. They do not have to work for you. And if you are unsure about any of this, please consult your healthcare provider. Thank you. That first anti-anxiety pill feels like a miracle. After 10 to 15 minutes, you feel that the edge of your physical symptoms is being taken off. Your fists suddenly are relaxed. You're not sweating and you feel calm. And you can catch a breath again, a deep, solid breath. You're not afraid anymore that you will die. The dark cloud of fear is lifted And you can think again. Yes. But only after that first one. After some time, you need to bring the dosage up and then up again. And when you want to stop, it's hard. No wonder that there is a strict regulation around medications and who and how long can take them. It is serious. It is, simply put, a drug. Useful, helpful, extremely necessary at times, but nonetheless a drug. What else? can we do to help ourselves except taking medications? Hello, my name is Selena and I am on my own journey of healing myself. Throughout it, I have realized that I can also transfer what I know to others, to you and try to help anyone who wants to help as much as I do. I am a molecular biologist and physiologist with a PhD in biochemistry and a postdoc here in structural biology, but also I am a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, a spirit, a child of God, a creation of a stardust. I am a part of nature, part of anyone of you, really. We are one. Last time we talked about what anxiety is and the anatomy of the brain, the reasons behind it. Why is it happening? What are the neurotransmitters that are involved in the process? I have 
mentioned in the beginning of today's episode that usage of medications is very common, if not the first line of defense. If you go to the doctor and you explain your symptoms, you will for sure get some kind of medicine for some period to help your body equilibrate. Is this a bad thing? I personally do not think so. If a person has a really difficult time and is dealing with a serious emotions, trauma, something that cannot just be talked through in a few sessions with the therapist slash psychiatrist, medications are more than welcome to stabilize the chemistry in the brain that has been compromised by different things, one of them being lifestyle, aka stress. However, what can we do ourselves at home to feel better that does not depend on doctors or medicines? One of the major things that influences anxiety is the GABA level in our brain. By naturally stimulating GABA levels through diet and supplement intake, we can see improvement. GABA I was mentioning also in the last episode. In which foods we can find GABA? In fresh vegetables like broccoli and spinach. In fruits such as bananas and berries. In nuts like almonds and walnuts. In yogurt and fermented foods. Lentil beans, brown rice. Halibut, shrimp, and soy are lean proteins that are also helpful for increasing GABA. Green, black, and ovang tea, soy, and adzuki beans, chestnuts, mushrooms, tomatoes, cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, sprouted grains, and sweet potatoes all of those are sources of GABA. I'm sure you can find something that you like and you can implement in your diet. Another thing is essential vitamin to take and that is vitamin B6. Other supplements, L-treonine, magnesium. Another important thing, especially in our lifestyle, is a good sleep. And it is a not surprise that people who suffer from anxiety and depression have issues falling asleep and staying asleep. 
Natural remedies can be ashwagandha with melatonin at bedtime to help you sleep. Regular exercises will help release other hormones like serotonin which will help the upward spiral of events. For example, inducing better sleep which will reduce stress which will keep levels of GABA up that will keep you anxiety free. Some small but actually crucial things can help a lot. Small but crucial, yes. <laughs> like hug people, hug, smile, laugh, singing, listening to music, listening to a stand-up comedy. And of course, the thing that you probably expected I would mention in the beginning. Breathing. <laughs> Conscious, deep, meditative breathing. Even if you do not know how to do it, which is paradox, when I say it like that, I mean, we're all breathing, right? But in a sense of deep, meditative breathing, there are so many apps that can teach you. And I will dedicate several episodes of the podcast only on meditation and breathing. Please be aware that this is all about anxiety relief. Situation in which you are can be much more serious if also includes panic attacks. They are stronger, they last longer, and sometimes it is necessary to have a doctor's checkup. Panic attacks can be treated also with home remedies and breathing techniques, but when that does not help, sometimes we need something more. So, I'm talking about anxiety. Panic attacks are basically the next level and we will have another episode that will talk about panic attacks because they are much more serious and um, I want to talk specifically about them. So what I have noticed is that it became a trend, actually, especially in California, to use products that stimulate vagus nerve. And they're really available and spread out. So I want to tackle that a bit. Um... The vagus nerve, a.k.a. the wandering nerve, 
is a multi-branch nerve that extends from the cerebellum in the brain and it goes down to the lowest viscera of the abdomen, reaching out to the heart and the other organs on the way down. It is the nerve that is responsible for the communication between the gut and the brain. Very important nerve. Nowadays, as I said, we can find a lot of products that can be used to stimulate the vagus nerve for the specific reason to reduce stress and anxiety. A group from the University of Texas was working on a very interesting study how vagus nerve stimulation enhances the extinction of conditioned fear. For example, in subjects with PTSD and fosters changes in the pathway from the prefrontal cortex to the amygdala. Very interesting and very important when talking about anxiety. It has also been shown in studies by University of Virginia psychologists that vagus nerve stimulates the release of norepinephrine into the amygdala surrounding strengthening memory storage in limbic regions of the brain that regulate arousal, memory, and feeling responses to emotionally laden stimuli. So, even though vagus nerve and amygdala are not directly connected, there is chemical that vagus nerve basically releases to connect them. Still, an amygdala, as we know, is responsible for our responses during anxiety and further panic attacks. Personally, I will mention as an example that I'm using or better to say I'm testing <laughs> um, products that are involved in activation of the vagus nerve and promote melting away signs of stress. So I won't advertise specific products. Um, I will just say the type they are and how I use them. Due to time limitations of the day, you know, we all have 24 hours and um, I want to use up as much as I can of the day. I use both products that I have at once. It's very easy to do so. One is a device that uh, uses a mix of infrasonic frequencies and sounds that stimulate the vagus nerve and can be controlled with an app. While you use it, you feel the sounds and frequencies resonating throughout your body. I also use the headset so I can hear the sounds 
and I use also eye mask. So I'm completely shut off from my environment in my meditative state. With that, I'm using another product. It is an oil combination designed again specifically for vagus nerve and it should be applied on specific spots on the body. So I do that before I start my device. Then I have my smell sense occupied as well. Needless to say, it happened several times that I did fell asleep during the process. But that is just a plus, right? <laughs> that means it's working. I'm relaxing. My parasympathicus is is working. <laughs> For the end of the episode, I will share with you another thing that occasionally I'm using. Uh, once upon a time, I was using like every night because I just really liked the taste. I was making so-called moon milk. And the recipe goes like this. One cup whole milk or unsweetened nut milk, such as hemp, almond or cashew. Half a teaspoon ground cinnamon, half a teaspoon ground turmeric quarter teaspoon ground ashwagandha. I was using only ashwagandha, but you can use any other adaptogen. I don't know. Uh, I hope I pronounced this correctly. Shatavari or Astralagus. One teaspoon honey, preferably raw, pinch of ginger. When milk starts to simmer, you whisk the cinnamon and uh, all the spices and then you whisk until there are no clumps and continue cook it like 5 to 10 minutes, let it just slightly cool, stir the honey and climb into bed and just start to relax and that was like nice drink for falling asleep together with I was I think I was taking one milligram of melatonin at the time together with this and you know what guys I think from this episode on it would be nice to finish episodes with the with the mantra or motivational quote and for this episode it just crossed my mind that it can be this this one do not choose people who choose other people instead. Choose only the ones who will go out of their way to make it obvious that they want you to take them in your life. 
Ah. Yes. I wish you a wonderful day and a wonderful week. I hope you really enjoy your days. Have faith. Have a nice rest and nice sleep in the next days. Keep believing. And until next time, lots of love. Salana. Every podcast is followed by the blog post on aliveandawake.org. Mm-hmm.